so it continues. Welcome to the Mike Broomhead Show. And uh, Jamie made a very quick exit because we are working on computer issues this morning. So we apologize in advance if you have uh, if, if there's trouble listening to anything we're doing. We're getting it fixed as quickly as we can. Um, so it just goes that way. It is it feels like a Monday. It's a Tuesday, but it feels like a Monday. Thanks for being here. A lot to get to this morning. Each day it seems to be this busy. We start off with um, the economy. And it seems to be the biggest issue. I think it is the biggest issue for people in the country still is our economy and the state of what's happening. So let's start there. Let's start with um, the people that are out right now saying, how are we going to buy food? Some of the headlines we have. Uh, what comes next? The Fed's fight against inflation. We're going to see another big rate hike. High food prices are getting to people. The scene at one grocery store shows why. Shoppers explain the stress they feel while buying groceries amid the highest food inflation in over 40 years. Well, the bad news about that so far is that the food supply is staying tight because the crops in America have dropped. So there's a big issue with crops as well. So there's a lot to get to this morning, and I think in the midterm elections, I've I've done this before, and I I'm, I do this respectfully. No one's ever going to ask me to be um, on a campaign or to advise a campaign, but I watch what's happening and what people are talking about, and we're all talking about the same issue. If I were a candidate in either political party, but since I'm a Republican myself, if I were a Republican candidate for office, I would be talking about this issue. I want to take you back to what is known as the great communicator, Ronald Reagan, in a debate right before the presidential election when he defeated Jimmy Carter, he asked a question. This is about one minute long. Many of you will probably remember this if you're old enough like I am to remember those days. And this was the simple question candidate Ronald Reagan asked of the of the American people just days before they went to the polls. Next Tuesday, all of you will go to the polls. We'll stand there in the polling place and make a decision. I think when you make that decision, it might be well if you would ask yourself, are you better off than you were four years ago? Is it easier for you to go and buy things in the stores than it was four years ago? Is there more or less unemployment in the country than there was four years ago? Is America as respected throughout the world as it was? Do you feel that our security is as safe, that we're as strong as we were four years ago. And if you answer all of those questions, yes, why then I think your choice is very obvious as to who you'll vote for. If you don't agree, if you don't think that this course that we've been on for the last four years is what you would like to see us follow for the next four, then I could suggest another choice that you have. That was the great Ronald Reagan. He was known as the great communicator, and that's why he simplified things. He took very complex issues, and he was able to simplify them for the American people. And we have the same situation now. There have been comparisons made in the first two years of this administration to the Carter administration. And I think to some degree, they are fair comparisons. Now, in a lot of people's minds, they're not. But I will tell you, if you look at what's happening in the fuel and the energy sector, um, in the 1970s, we had gas lines. We had gas lines and a fake oil shortage. The energy Cost spiked. We had the same thing here with record gas prices for a while. Thankfully, for the American people, fuel prices have gone down. You can blame, and I, I understand when I say blame, you can uh, talk about the issues that are outside of the control of the White House. But what we need to focus on, what we should be focusing on, and I'm talking specifically to my party right now, what we should be focusing on is the plight of the people in America. Here in the state of Arizona, if you're in a statewide office for, within the state, if you are in, a, in an office, let's 
let's say, um, if you're running for the United States Senate, we should be focused on those issues. We should be talking about people and how hard it is to put food on the table. And, you know, make sure that parents understand. We know what it's like to tell your children no when you have to tell your child no to something that's valuable. I don't know what's worse. Well, I, I guess it's worse if you're worried about being homeless with your children. But how many parents right now are still working as hard or even harder than they have in the past? They are working very, very hard at their jobs. They are trying to make ends meet and they're having a difficult time. How many families out there right now that have worked full time, two parents possibly working full time, at least one of them working a side job to try to make ends meet, and they find themselves at the end of the week or at the end of the pay period a couple of days short and realizing that they're going to have to go out and seek out help because they have food insecurities. When do we talk to those people? That should be what we're talking about over and over and over again. We should be talking about real solutions. The state of Arizona is an example, like many other states, Texas being one, Florida, the state of Nevada. What they have been able to do um, is they have lowered or eliminated their state income tax, and you've watched their economies flourish. The state of Arizona right now in the Valley, we've got the highest inflation in the nation, but we have people that are coming here in droves. That's why housing is so expensive. So we've got to get a grip on those. We need to let the people of Arizona understand that we know what the problems are, and we have better solutions to fixing them than what the current administration or what the opposite side is. And I would say respectfully the same thing for Democrat candidates. You watch the you watch political ads on TV, and they're about abortion, and they're about this candidate is scary, and that one is scary, and this person said horrible things, this one did something bad a long time ago. We have gotten completely away from the issues that people are worried about. We're going to talk in a few moments about the border, and it's another issue that we've got to talk. We crossed two million, two million arrests at the border in one year, in one fiscal year. This is something that that is it's setting records. Um, so are we are, as a voter, are you frustrated? And that's what I hear from people over and over and over again, because the the Hatfield and McCoy argument between Republicans and Democrats seems to alienate. Look at the number. Look at the sheer number of independent voters we are seeing registering here in the state of Arizona. Do you think those people have walked away from their political beliefs and political ideologies? I would say no. What they've walked away from is blindly following party politics and voting for a ticket or a slate just because that's what party leadership tells you to do. We live in a different world now. Ronald Reagan simplified the issues, but they also didn't have the the information at their fingertips like we have now. We have the ability to reach out to people. And I mean this respectfully to anybody running for office. This is for both parties. If you don't stop with the attacks on each other, the personal attacks on the candidate on the opposite side, nobody wants to vote for you by because you're telling them that you're the lesser of two evils. And when you go after a candidate and you talk about them being scary and they're dangerous and they're no one needs to hear that and maybe it works i maybe i guess there's political analysts out there and, and advisors to campaigns that will tell you that going negative like that works but you look at independent voters in arizona and that's what they're fighting for the democrats are voting democrat and the republicans are voting republicans all of the independent voters out there all of them They are trying to choose which of these candidates is going to best represent them in the office that they're running for, which is the one that's going to have their interest in mind. When do you start talking about it? Reagan simplified everything. Now, there's not going to be anybody out there. I doubt there's going to be another person that can communicate and have the sense of humor and talk about serious issues that Ronald Reagan had. Not for a long time. That's a unique gift. That's a unique talent. 
But if we don't go out and start telling people, and I say we because I'm in part uh, part of the political process as well, if you're not able to defend what you believe, if you aren't able to go out and say, this is what I want to do, now here is how I want to do it, and this is why I want to do it. The America right now is ripe for a different view, a different direction. The direction we've been on has not been working. People are tired. COVID-19 has worn people out. Mental health issues abound. We look at the economy and the inflation that's hurting people. The good the good news in the job market is I've given credit for. The, the American job market still remains strong, but for how long? We're talking about another interest rate increase. People saw a huge uptick in the value of their homes, and now we're seeing them fall. Why? People can't afford the mortgages. And so when do we start addressing those specifically? When, if you're running for an office here in Arizona, do you start addressing people and telling them, we understand finding affordable housing is a nightmare right now, and we're going to work on that. We're, you know, the water issues in Arizona that we continue to struggle with when other states like California have not done the same good job Arizona has done, and yet we're going to have crops that will not be grown as of January because of restrictions in Pinal County. What do you say to those farmers? What do you say to the people in the agriculture industry? Those are the issues we should be talking about. Reagan laid a, laid a simple plan out. This is where we've been for four years. If you like the direction we've gone for the last four years, then vote that way. If you don't, I'm giving you a different option. Plain and simple. It's as simple a message as can be out there. But if we don't start messaging, and I say we, all of us us involved in the political process, you're going to lose people. People will not vote. People will leave the vote, uh, the polls blank or the, the boxes blank for certain races because they don't feel like they're being represented. The people are tired of voting for the lesser of two evils in their mind. They've done it for way too long in way too many races. I'm not talking presidential races only. I'm talking about races in general. When you look at the candidates and you think to yourself as an independent voter, and this is what independent voters tell me, they say, are you telling me that that's the best that those two parties each have to offer? You telling me that's the best they got? And they're frustrated. They're frustrated because they're watching two people fight and they're sick of it. And whatever race that is, personal attacks and nonsense instead of talking to the people of Arizona about what needs to be done to right the ship and keep the good things we're doing going in that direction and change the ones that are bad for everybody. And you're going to lose people. If you don't start doing it, you are absolutely going to lose people. Coming up in a moment, we are going to switch gears, and we are going to talk about the 2 million migrant encounters at the southern border of the United States. That's coming up here in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, happy Tuesday from the Mike Broomhead Show. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do it. It's the Mike Broomhead Show podcast. Very simple to download on any device you have. Listen at your convenience. Never miss a minute of the show again. And I want to thank my good friend Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley, for sponsoring this week. You can get a higher price for your home when you sell it and guaranteed offers by going to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. 
Let's talk for a moment about um, immigration and let's talk about the border issue. They, and I think they are two separate issues that have to be done together, but they are two separate issues. I'm going to start with an ABC report. And this is a staggering number for anyone. At the southern border, a record number of crossings. Apprehensions topping 2 million for the first time ever. That's a 175% increase from last August. Across the country, cities are overwhelmed by the influx. El Paso opening up an emergency processing facility. The mayor of New York considering cruise ships as temporary housing. Now we continue the political battle as you have governors like DeSantis and Abbott and Ducey sending people on buses to places like New York and Chicago, Washington, D.C., Martha's Vineyard. And so it's created this more of an even more vitriolic political climate. But if you're not going to look at both sides of this issue, and I would say very respectfully, unless, of course, the mayor of Chicago or the mayor of New York or the mayor of D.C., if they want to go to the border, and they should, they should go and look and see what their opponents, their political opponents in the Republican Party are facing. This is something that everyone in this country should pay attention to. Every one of us should. This is a humanitarian crisis without a doubt. And if you want to demonize and vilify one side or the other, that's fine. But what we also should understand is that both sides have been charged with getting something done. I just played a clip in the last segment of the show from Ronald Reagan. Reagan had a plan in place to solve the border issue, made an agreement with Congress. It fell apart. It never was done. Then we saw it go on, and every administration since then has done nothing. One of the regrets that George W. Bush talked about in his time as president is not getting comprehensive immigration reform done. We do need to do something. I I will stand firm in my beliefs, in two beliefs, and number one of them, and one is that I am an immigration advocate. I believe that the lifeblood of this country is new blood. It would be like getting rid of the NFL draft. Uh, you know, you bring in new blood every year. That doesn't mean that you're throwing out the old, but you bring in new blood. You bring in new challenges. You bring in new coaches that have innovative ideas, and it makes that league bigger and stronger and better. Fear of change is something we should always try to get rid of. Change is good. Being able to innovate, making sure that you're keeping up with the best and the brightest. I think that's a valuable thing. But to, to take illegal immigration and mix it with legal immigration and call everybody a migrant is an insult to the people that have done it the right way. And it's an insult to the American people that want legal immigration. You look at the legal immigrants and what they've done in one generation, the example they are as being Americans here, the people that come here to work that may not be citizens here, that they just want to work here. They, they come here to live the American dream in the sense that they have a special set of skills or they want to come here knowing the money is good. They can send money home, whether it's to Central American countries or to Mexico or to any country in the world. We should have a thriving guest worker program. One of the stories I have in the stack this morning is that there are places that are saying, I think it's Amazon is one of them and others, they are going to hire a lot of these migrants. And I say to that, that's terrific. That's amazing. If Americans aren't doing the jobs, if Americans don't want to do the jobs, or in sadly, in some cases for high-tech jobs, unqualified for the jobs, then we should hire people that are. We've been talking about, we just got done talking about inflation. And inflation is disastrous. It's an absolute disaster. And part of the reason in Arizona is because we're not building homes. I continue to use this statistic and check me. Fact checkers out there, all of you on social media, check me on this. We were building over 65,000 homes a year at our peak, 06, 07. 65,000 homes per year. We are barely half of that now. 
in Arizona. And it's not that the demand isn't there. We know it is. It's we don't have the labor force. So we've clogged up the border with people that are faking asylum seeking because the the plight of their country, but they don't fit into American asylum laws. Well over 50% of the people coming here do not qualify for asylum by American laws. Doesn't mean we couldn't have them in this country. It doesn't mean that they aren't good people. It means they don't qualify. They shouldn't be clogging up the system. They shouldn't be taking up the time of federal law enforcement that could be fighting fentanyl and fighting these other drugs. If we had a guest worker program... Here in the state of Arizona, I've talked about my friends that are still in the construction world, where I came from. I have a friend who owns a big framing and drywall company. I've talked with him for years. The biggest issue they've had, now there's supply chain issues for a construction world, but the labor force isn't there. These are people that could hire 30, 40, 50 people tomorrow and give them high-paying jobs. And they put an ad in the paper, three people show up for the interview, one person shows up to work. We could solve a lot of those problems. The problem I have is with both sides because there is no working together. And, I, and I'm going to give credit. I'm going to give a little pass to some of the people that are elected to office because the base in both political parties here in Arizona, I can't talk about the rest of the country. I can talk about here in Arizona, especially on the immigration issue. If you give an inch to the other side, your base will run you out of office and everybody knows it. If you are a Republican and you say, I will talk about immigration reform, but I want to talk about border security, you get raked over the coals. If you're a Democrat and you talk about the need for border security, they rake you over the coals. And at some point, at some point, people have to stand up and get something done. We are talking about a humanitarian crisis. People are dying. Two million encounters at the border in a fiscal year. And we can blame it. It is the policies of this administration. There is no doubt it's the policies of this administration. But if we don't make moves in the Congress, if the Congress doesn't make moves to try to get this administration to admit that they are making mistakes and to at least go in a different direction because pieces of legislation hit the president's desk, we are failing the American people, not just the people that are coming here. We are failing the American people. In a moment, Gatos joins me. It's the big Q poll question of the day. And then we're going to talk energy bills specifically just after nine o'clock. Go stick around for all of it. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. Good morning. <laughs> what's the what's the sticker about? <laughs> Just you know. <laughs> you want to know that anybody I'm, else knew? No, we've been talking about it a little bit. We've been apologizing in advance for some of the computer issues we're having. I'm just laughing at the fact that I'm in the control room right now, next to Byron doing the show, <laughs> and I'm just laughing at the possibility that you and Chad could be standing here this close, sharing a microphone this afternoon. Yeah, I'm not coming in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, live radio. you got to love it. You know what will be fun? will be me, Chad, and uh, Blake Masters all on one microphone. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes. And he's then... coming in. He's coming in at 4 o'clock today. Oh, so, that's awesome. Uh, I've never met him. I know you met him I and am. interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a lot easier to track down than Katie Hobbs these days. She mm. doesn't want to talk to anybody yeah. unless you're MSNBC. Mm. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of interested in uh, in meeting him. I'm I'm open on this Senate race. I yep. you know I've said before uh, I'm not voting for Carrie Lake. She's an election denier. I think it takes you out of any any you know you're not getting my vote. 
But Katie Hobbs has done nothing to get my vote, so I may sit that race out. But uh, Masters versus Kelly, I'm open on this one. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I've met Blake on a number of occasions um, on the campaign trail in the primary. I would see him at events. He's been on the show a few times. Um, and and it's uh, uh, campaign ads for you are always going to make you out to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. The can- things against you are going to make you the most dangerous candidate that's running for an office. But being able to talk to a candidate, call them out on some issues, call them out on some of the things they've said and see how they respond, I think that tells a better story to voters. And I'm glad he's out there facing the, you and everybody else that isn't necessarily bought in and kind of explaining himself where he stands and what he wants to do. I like that. Yeah, I know Chad bumped into him the other day, uh, and they were talking, because uh, I know he was at the studio, and you interviewed him. Uh, and he goes, well, when are you coming on with us? He goes, I'm coming on anytime. He goes, hey, you get a tough interview. And Blake goes, that's fine. I have no problem with that. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I like some of these, po- I don't like any politician, but I like it. You know, he's willing to come in. He's willing to take some heat. He's going to get grilled, but, you know, and, um, he knows that. And to be fair, and to be fair, um, we have asked Senator Kelly a number of times to come on the show, and... Uh, that he has not come on my show. So to Blake Masters' credit, he comes on my where it's going to be more friendly. I mean, I'm a Republican, but I've never been disrespectful to a guest. Mark Kelly has told us no. Um, as a matter of fact, we're doing those TV shows that we're calling Before You Vote on AZTV, and yeah. the only candidate that is told has not committed and has not even responded to us has been Mark Kelly. I even have an interview this week for TV with Katie Hobbs. Mark Kelly is the one not showing up. Yeah, I haven't had Mark Kelly on long time. I know. I've had Katie Hobbs on yeah. twice before. Before I've had Kelly on, so yeah. uh, here's my cue. Blake Masters joins us on the show Tuesday at four. Uh, which Senate candidate are you voting for, Masters or Kelly? Um, you know, I'm interested in seeing how close this race is going to be. Now, do you have a none of the above on that? Uh, no, because I wonder how many. I wonder how many races people will go in and say I'm not voting for either. If there are, uh, you know, some people do that as point. a protest. That's a good point. Uh, it may be me on the governor's race. I had somebody say they were going to write my name in for governor. I would not write your name in. But I, it would you'd just be, be the worst they governor did. in the world. Oh, I could, oh you'd be terrible. I'd be the worst governor? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be a horrible governor, but I don't know that I'd be the worst governor. You might be the worst governor. You think? Yeah. But governor- at least I'd set a record. For what? Being the worst governor. Well, then that's fine. You <laughs> you never want to do politics. No, though, I do right? not want to run for office. I don't want them going through my background check. Uh, you have to have a date to go through a background <laughs> check and have something going on. All right, Gatos, thanks. <laughs> All right, man, see ya. All right, the Big Q poll question of the day brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, we're going to talk specifically about energy bills this winter. How bad can it get for people? That's coming up here in just a few moments.